Hello and welcome to the Baileys and Barbells podcast. This is your host, Lexis O'Hara. I'm a personal trainer and powerlifting coach specializing in sports performance and fitness nutrition. On this podcast, we talk all things strength and fitness while I sip on some Baileys. So grab your drinks and let's dive on in. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between tracking macros and tracking calories, and is one technically better than the other? The idea of tracking macros is relatively new, especially it's newer to mainstream fitness. I would say probably 2013, 2014 is when it really started to get popularized. But because of that, I see a lot of resistance towards tracking macros because it's just not something that everyday person fully grasps, which tends to push people away from attempting to learn it. But today I'm going to make it as simple as possible for you to go from not understanding anything, even if it's calories, counting calories, which also can be relatively intimidating, but going from not even really fully grasping calories to being more confident in your ability to track macros as well and know exactly what you're doing when you're doing it and why you're doing it. So There's a lot of confusion around calories and macros. Many people think they're two separate things, which they are, but they're also sort of not. So when you track your macros, you are literally also tracking your calories. It's just with different measurements. Macros are just the caloric breakdown of our foods, and we'll get more into that in a second. But the reason most people don't know that they're technically tracking calories when they're tracking macros is because let's say when a coach programs in calorie goals. Let's say they'll tell you they want you to eat 1,700 calories each day. So when a coach gives you a macro goal, they'll, instead of giving you a calorie range to work with, they will give you grams to work with. So the calorie goal is already assumed when you are given these numbers. So for example, if they have a caloric goal of 1,700 calories, they may not tell you to eat 1,700 calories, but instead they'll tell you to eat 128 grams of protein, 160 grams of carbs, and 57 grams of fat. I did the math ahead of time because there's no way I would have just came up with that right now. But you're probably asking yourself when you hear those numbers, how do you get those numbers? By the way, they don't have to be those exact numbers either. But let's dive further into this. It's actually not as complicated as some people may think. So as I already said, macros are the breakdown of our calories. These are our proteins, our carbs, fats, and our alcohol. All of these protein, carbs, and fats and alcohol combined create our total calories. So when we eat calories, those calories are coming from one of those sources. Now, when we're working with macros, we don't work with calories as a metric. Instead, we work with our grams. The numbers work like this. Our protein and carbs both have four calories per gram. Our fat is nine calories per gram and alcohol is seven calories per gram. So once you get the hang of understanding that simple equation, it's extremely easy to work with macros and calories pretty much interchangeably. So the next question is probably, okay, cool. So why should I care about macros though? Which is what a lot of my clients say and what a lot of people who are new to this concept usually ask. When it comes to our nutrition, this has everything to do in both our performance and our recovery, regardless of your goal, if it's fat loss, muscle gain, or just strictly performance-based, nutrition is key. And it always will be. Think of tracking calories as our basic layer to nutrition. The more specific you can get with your nutrition, the more detailed we're able to be, the quicker and more efficient you'll be in getting to your goal. So another way you can look at it is most people understand, let's say vitamins and minerals. If we're lacking a vitamin, what do we do? We don't go out and just eat random foods. We go and search for foods that have 
that specific vitamin that we're lacking. Let's say we're lacking vitamin C in our diet. We'll make sure to eat something that's higher in vitamin C. So maybe we'll eat like some oranges or some spinach. But where our calories come from also plays a major role in how we function as far as how our energy goes. We've always been taught how important our vitamins and minerals are in our diet, but I think people really tend to forget or maybe just don't realize how important our macronutrients are in our diet. Somehow we are still neglecting to take care of our health and our balance when it comes to macronutrients. And we're going to get into why that is in a second. I think this is where it starts to get a little bit confusing for people. I think because there's so many diets, a lot of people think that tracking macros is a diet in and of itself. And it's not necessarily that. You can be on any diet. So you can eat vegan, paleo, keto. Think of it more as just a tool to help you optimize that nutrition goal of yours. And the reason I love macros isn't actually even just because of that. It is that, but it's also because it helps to teach you that there's no such thing as bad food. And you'll start to learn that as you really start to play around with your macros and get to experience them. Right now, that might not make any sense to you, but once we get into this a little bit further, I think you'll understand just a little bit more. There's always this running joke. It's called IIFY. Well, if it fits your macros, but most people usually mock it and say, well, I'll just eat Pop-Tarts and all this all day. But if you're actually doing macros properly, you won't be doing that. (laughs) But you will hear some people like make that joke. Oh my gosh, I can fit Pop-Tarts into my diet. And that's like a bodybuilder thing. So you really can eat those things. And it's just all about balance. But at the end of the day, the reason why I really love it, especially for my general clients, not just my athletes, but my general clients, because it's a really great way for you to observe and see what types of foods make you feel better. It's just really important, I think, in this day and age, because first of all, we were not created to be around a constant supply of food. And not only that, but it's addicting food. It's, and we're going to talk about sugars being bad. People always talk about carbs are bad. The carbs aren't bad. What is causing issues is being around a constant supply of food, especially food that is extremely processed and causes us to feel addicted to it. So really what I'm saying is macros just helps us to get that balance back. And that's really why I think it's important for everyone. Let's kind of get into what's special about each macronutrient because we've talked about calories. Calories are your total energy for the day. And then we've broken them down into four, but we're really only going to talk about three different sections of those calories, protein, carbs, and fats. Sometimes people will eat a certain way and then they'll notice that they either feel really good or really bad. Now, this might be due to the quality of food itself, and it is in large part of that. Um, But a lot of times too, it has to do with the macro ratios in our diets. There tends to be a reason why different macronutrient ratios make you feel good, and that's because each one of them serves a different purpose for us. So we're talking a lot about the addicting foods, right? We're talking about the processed foods. So a lot of people will argue that carbs are bad. I'm sure I'm going to go on another rant about this the minute I start talking about carbs. (laughs) But a lot of people say that carbs are bad. Carbs aren't bad. What happens is we're around these addicting foods, simple sugars, all these processed foods, cakes and cookies and all all the deliciousness, right? Baileys. (laughs) So we're around this and it's simple sugars 
minimal fiber. And one, it throws our hormones out of balance. So it makes us feel hungry again. It makes us feel that crash and burn. And it makes us become addicted to this constant supply of, I need the simple sugars now. And so then what happens is it's also doing a bunch of other stuff, but what it's also doing in relation to macros is it's throwing our macro ratios out of balance. And you're going to see here why that's not good. So let's actually dive into first the most bro of the macros, which is protein. (laughs) And I'm kind of joking when I'm saying this. By the way, every macro is important in our diet. We cannot be lacking any of them because then we will be lacking also vitamins and minerals and a bunch of other nutrients that we need in our body. First things first, protein is important for bodybuilders. And it's also equally important for those of you out there just wanting to lose fat and appear less bulky. And protein is not something you consume to bulk, quote unquote. And this is probably a more frustrating misconception um, that I hear in the fitness industry. Even the fact that people avoid protein supplements or protein as a whole in fear of bulking makes me really sad because protein is so important for fat loss and it's also important for building muscle. It's not just something that makes you bulk up. In fact, the other day, there was a post on Instagram and someone said, what protein should I take? Should I take protein? I don't want to get bulky. I'm afraid of protein, but my trainer told me to drink it or something. And first of all, you don't need to take protein supplements. No one needs to take protein supplements. They tend to be really helpful. I'm going to recommend First Form, not sponsored. Love First Form though. I take protein because I tend to not eat as much meat in my diet. And so it's just a helpful tool for me to get in protein. You don't need to take protein supplements. But that being said, I saw somebody somebody commented and said, you should drink this women's protein. It won't make you bulk up like it does, like the regular protein. Protein is protein. It doesn't matter. It's just marketing. That All that is is marketing. And it's just so crazy that there's actually marketing for women's leaning or toning protein versus like the men's protein, which there is protein, which is like for bulking, just it has higher calories, higher carbs, higher protein in general, just to help with bulking. It's higher in calories. So if you are curious about protein, do not be afraid of protein. You truly do need it. And for a few reasons, I mean, it helps you with maintaining that muscle mass when you're cutting, which keeps you Everyone hates this word. All trainers hate this word, by the way, toned. But I usually use it in reference to personal training clients because it's the word that they associate with. So you don't need a women's protein. You don't need anything special. Get like a weight isolate. You're good. Yeah, it's not going to make you bulk up. That's about calories. And trust me, I'm over here trying to bulk up and I've been trying for six, seven years. So so what does protein really even do for muscles? It's extremely important for repairing tissue. And this is muscle. This is blood, skin, bones, hair, nails. And that's why it's important after training because when we're training in the gym, you are literally tearing your muscles, tiny little tears in those muscles. And the protein helps to repair that. That's what it does. It doesn't make you bulk up. It just repairs those muscles, which then do grow back bigger, but only by the tiniest of a fraction. Like it's, and for women, it's so much harder. So the reason why protein is important for fat loss is because of how our body metabolizes it. In simple terms, eating more protein actually allows your body just to burn more calories, assuming you're still hitting your macro and calorie goals. But so whenever you eat food, 
it takes energy to actually metabolize that food. And protein is one of those foods that uses more energy to metabolize it. So it's also great for fat loss in that sense as well. And that's actually why a lot of people, whenever they are cutting, that's one of the reasons, there's multiple reasons, but that's one of the reasons why uh, people tend to recommend higher protein diets when cutting. Also because higher protein will help to sustain that muscle. So then we're going to jump into carbs. And this is the one that everyone is arguing over on social media and has been for a while. So carbs are actually our body's main energy source. So you're probably wondering, well, then why do people say carbs are bad? If they're not bad, why do people say it? Because it doesn't just come out of nowhere, right? Well, it's because of what we mentioned earlier with sugar being pretty addicting And that's mostly when it's eaten in processed foods, such as like cakes or cookies, and also my Baileys. But does that necessarily mean it's bad? In and of itself, the answer is no, but the addictive properties tend to leave us craving more sugar or more carbs. And because of that, people tend to eat more carbs. Now, when we're consuming too much of any macronutrient, this causes an imbalance in our bodies. And oftentimes here, this can lead to hormonal imbalances. And it's not just the macro ratios being off that causes hormonal imbalances. It goes deeper than that. But what I will say is that if you have your macronutrients in check and in balance, it is so much more unlikely that you will have any of these hormonal imbalances and be experiencing all of these issues with energy and all of these issues that do relatively stem from hormonal imbalances. Like feeling hungry all the time is a hormonal imbalance. But carbs are not a bad thing. Sugar is not a bad thing. We need fruits in our diet. They have so many nutrients, micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals that we need and that help us to live longer and keep our immune system pumping. And so we don't want to avoid these foods I think what happens too, and what I've seen oftentimes is people say carbs are bad. So then people avoid carbs and then they're around super processed sugary foods, maybe at a party or usually what it is, is a social gathering and they'll cave because their macros are out of balance because they went from eating a crazy high amount of processed carbs and just carbs in general, to decreasing it dramatically. So now our body and our hormones are going all over the place. You'll go from eating a lot of carbs to eating none at all. You're going to cave in, crave something, have something at a social gathering, eat that, and then what's it going to do? It's going to trigger you all over again. But if you weren't to avoid those carbs and you were instead to try eating strawberries and bananas and our fruits and veggies and other simple sugars, even though veggies, we don't, okay, that's separate. I don't know why I threw the veggies in there, which veggies are a carb, but it's not, they're not active carbs. So anyways, that's why it's important to be aware of each individual macronutrient and understand they're not bad. And also just a fun little fact is, and I don't know why this is, this has been a fact that has stuck in my head for four years and I don't even know why I always feel the need to tell people this, but I think it's because the keto diet triggers me into saying this. (laughs) But your brain alone needs 400 calories from carbohydrates, which is 100 grams of carbohydrates per day, specifically glucose, um, to function optimally. So all my keto friends out there, a lot of people will feel really groggy and tired and just 
not optimal when they cut carbs completely. And most people who are on keto that I've seen don't actually ever fully cut carbs completely, which isn't keto. But anywho, if you ever do completely cut carbs, that is why you feel groggy because your brain needs that energy from glucose to function optimally. Fun fact for you. But when it comes to athletes now or just more serious gym goers, paying attention to carbs is pretty important as well. So when we eat carbs, they get stored in our muscles. You'll see athletes with some big pumps after having a high carb day. You'll see them with more ripped abs after a high carb day. And that's because those carbs are being stored in the muscles. This helps us to build strength, build muscle, and just helps us with our total endurance as well if you're an endurance athlete. So our next one we're going to talk about is going to be fats. And just like carbs are the devil right now, fats actually used to be the devil back in the day. Now, ironically enough, keto has caused everybody to fall back in love with fats. And that's also proof that any diet really can work. But fad diets also prove that macro ratios are important for sustainability. We literally need all of these nutrients in our diet, and they all have specific roles. So protein is repairing, carbs are energy, and now we're going to get into fats, which with our fats, we actually don't need as much of in our diet. And that's because the biggest thing with fats is there are secondary energy source. So if we are lacking in carbs, our body will try and metabolize, not try, our body will metabolize fats. It's a less efficient process. It's more efficient for our bodies to um, metabolize our carbs. But if we are lacking, then it will go ahead and metabolize fats as our main energy source. But the reason why we need fats in our diet in addition to that is because we have these fat-soluble vitamins that are essential. And without fats, our body will not metabolize those. So it's important to keep our hormones in check with our fats, but we actually don't need as much fat in our diet as we do proteins and carbs. In fact, traditionally, and just from what science shows, carbs are typically the most needed macronutrient in our diet, followed by protein and then fats afterwards. So then also, maybe should I just talk about alcohol? I did say that we need, that these are all essential and important in our diet. And I can't just ignore <laughs> that alcohol is also a macronutrient. So shout out to my Baileys. We're really not going to go in depth with the importance of alcohol, but since most of us consume it, I should talk about it. Firstly, coaches don't program alcohol into your macro plan. Um, instead, what we'll do is a couple of things. There's a couple of things that I'll do for someone. So if you are an athlete, you are going to track your alcohol as either a carb or a fat, whichever you have, whichever you have more of in your diet. Most people have more carbs in their diets, but it really just depends on the athlete and where they're at in their training. But something else that I do for my clients on the weekends is on weekdays, they will track their macros on weekends. And it varies, but this is just a typical example. So they'll track macros during the week. And then what they can do is on the weekends when they know they're going to drink or if they have a bunch of holiday celebrations, it is the holiday season. Hopefully you guys are social distancing and being careful out there. But instead of tracking macros, because it can be a little bit complicated, especially for someone who's just an everyday trying to get healthy, but also trying to have a good time. And I'm right there with you drinking my Baileys right now. Of course, I'm right there with you. So I'm not going to just say, we can't ever drink again because that's unrealistic and it's also unfair because I drink alcohol. So it wouldn't make sense for me to say that to you. 
But what you can do is just track your total calories for the day and try to keep protein high if you can. So ultimately, tracking macros is all about balance and living optimally. And you will see a difference when you start tracking consistently. Probably after about two to three weeks, you're going to see a major difference in your health, in your energy. And that's just one piece of the puzzle, but it is a pretty big piece of the puzzle. And it's something that a lot of people are lacking. And it's intimidating. Tracking macros can be pretty intimidating for a lot of people. And I completely understand that. It was intimidating for me when I first got started. Are you kidding me? When I got started, I think it was in... When did I start tracking? I think I started tracking macros in 2013, right before I started competing in bodybuilding. I think a year before. I think I was still in high school, actually, when I started tracking macros and learning about macros. And it was... I did not understand what the heck I was doing. I had a food scale and I'm like, and now what do I do with it? Okay, so also I haven't really covered how to find the perfect macro breakdown for you. Everyone's macros are going to be different. Everyone has a different lifestyle, different activity levels, different goals. Um, And it will vary based off of that. But when it comes to finding the perfect macro ratio, and, and by the way, it's also not an exact ratio, it tends to be more of like a fluid range. Again, it varies depending on your activity from day to day. So what is efficient for you today can be different for you tomorrow. If you are running a marathon tomorrow and today was your rest day, your caloric needs are going to be quite different from day to day. Your macro ratios, even in small portions, will change from day to day. In general, most people tend to actually have pretty similar macro ratios and ranges. It's when we start changing up our activity and our sports that it gets a little bit more complex. But as the everyday person, your macro ratios are going to be actually pretty similar to everyone else. Not the exact number, but very similar. So when I say the largest portion of your calories are going to come from carbs, but what those actual ratios will be will, will vary from person to person. But you can actually find what your macro ratio and ranges are um, by just doing an assessment. And the way to do this is actually more simple than it sounds. This is what I have my clients do. um, And this is what you can do for yourself as well. And so really all you need to do is for a week, you can do three days if you only want to do three days. I usually say for three to seven days, track your nutrition, track your eating habits, Eat as you normally do, but just track everything down. Write everything down. And so if you're going to eat that whole bag of hot Cheetos, you're going to track that whole bag of hot Cheetos. Sometimes this this is a little bit of a flawed assessment because a lot of times what people will do is they'll consciously or even subconsciously kind of watch what they're eating because they're literally watching what they're eating. And they'll be like, oh, I can't eat this. That's a lot of, whoa, that's a lot of calories and I can't eat this now. So it's not It's a flawed process, but it will give us a pretty good idea of where you're at currently. And so you're going to track those macros, track those calories, track the food every day. Before you eat anything, you're going to weigh yourself in the morning. So what this is going to tell us is how your weight's going to fluctuate from day to day. Um, Does it fluctuate a lot? Does it stay pretty consistent? These will give us ideas as to how consistent you are in your nutrition or is your weight relatively steady, meaning you're truly in a maintenance phase? Or is your weight dropping or is your weight increasing from from day to day? So those are things that we pay attention to. Those are patterns that we pay attention to. And then you'll go ahead and actually analyze your nutrition. Are your calories staying relatively the same? Are your calories extremely low? Are they extremely high? What's going on there? So you'll do that. And then you'll also pay attention to your macros. How do your macros look? It's not just the food you're eating. It's not just the calories that you're eating. 
how are the macros varying from day to day? Are they all over the place? Are you extremely inconsistent or are you relatively consistent? And if you've never worked with macros and this is the first time you're really learning about macros truly, it just gives you a good idea of where you're at and just forcing yourself to do that, by the way, oftentimes can be a big wake-up call. But also, guys, I'm a macro coach, so if you do want to work with a coach and this is something that you're actually interested in, then my website, and I'm going to promote this at the end of the show, but you can head to my website. It's also in the show notes for macro coaching, and we can discuss that if that's something you're interested in. But macros will vary from day to day, and a lot of people tend to ask, okay, well, so if my macro ranges and my caloric needs vary from day to day, then should my macros and my calories vary from day to day? And I kind of already said this, but it depends. Honestly, it's always going to, the answer is always going to be, it depends no matter what you ask, because everyone is an individual with individual needs. But for athletes, sometimes, yes, you the macros need to change depending on what type of athlete they are. So if you are a marathon runner, then it is very likely that your macros are going to change because endurance athletes actually truly need constant energy supply, especially if they're exercising for over 60 minutes or running for 60 minutes straight. They're depleting in all those carbohydrates. So even intra-workout carbohydrates are extremely important. So things like that have to be very specific. So long story short, for most people, no, you don't have to change your macro ratios, the calorie ranges, anything like that. But athletes sometimes do, and it just really depends on where you are in your journey and how your body adapts. Everybody's bodies adapt a little bit differently to things, so it depends. At the end of the day, tracking your macros is just a more advanced way just to learn about what is best for you in your training and in your everyday life. And even doing it for a month or two can teach you a lot, but humans just weren't built to be around this constant supply of food. And back in the day, like, years ago, nobody was sitting around tracking macros, but we are in this constant supply of food. We are constantly around food. And because of that, we're still as humans adapting to living like that because we're not meant to live like that. So macros helps us stay in control of our food. So our food doesn't control us. And that, that was, Ooh, that was a good way to end that. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to learn more about coaching or training and nutrition as a whole, you can head over to www.flexclub.fit and check out all the cool stuff we've got going on over there. And if you guys like today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you went over to iTunes and left us a review. But other than that, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye guys.